Welcome to this episode of The Trillist. I am so glad for you to join us again. Before we get into this week's letter, I want to tell you guys about The Economist. I have been subscribed to The Economist since I was a freshman. I have continued my subscription because I'm able to get unbiased news and I'm able to form my own opinions on what is going on domestically and internationally. I am a big proponent on being educated and also on questioning the media and having a rounded view of the world. So make sure you get your life and use our Economist subscription link by going to our description box and clicking the link below. With our The Economist subscription link, you, my friends, are able to get a 12-week digital subscription for $19 and a 12-week print and digital subscription for $24. Ladies and gentlemen, that's such a great price for an unbiased news source that is very reputable and that you'll be able to educate yourself and be a knowledgeable individual because knowledge is wealth. Use our link in the description box and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Some reminders. A letter to an 18-year-old Ryan. Rye. I'm writing this to you, hopefully a little wiser, a little more patient, and with a little bit better facial hair than when I was your age. When I wondered what I'd say if I ever wrote a letter like this. I'm about to come out on the other end of a journey that you're about to embark on, and I'll offer some helpful reminders to keep in mind as you go. They all encompass ideas and principles that I need to continue cultivating to become a better man today. And they will help bring focus, intention, sincerity, and hopefully some peace of mind to your journey through Penn and beyond. One, remember that you are a statistical anomaly. A mere eyeballing of any demographic data will lead you to that conclusion. To attend an institution that you've been afforded the privilege of attending is incredibly rare. Put differently, people who look like you seldom get to do this. I say that not to blow smoke up your ass, but to remind you to always take this opportunity seriously. Perhaps more so than your counterpart, you have a responsibility to perform, as well as maximize the opportunities you've earned. At a minimum, you must do right by the people who sacrifice so much so you could be here reading this. But more importantly, you need to recognize that you too will one day be in a position to lift up other young people so they can eventually do the same. On days when you want to cut corners, remember that you are a statistical anomaly. Remember what that means and make the harder choice. You are the product of people doing that over and over again. Two, consider your mortality. This is not a negative reminder, it's an affirmative one. Remembering that I'll die has become one of the best ways I know how to live. Teaching yourself to remember that you'll die will keep you from punting on the things that wake you up in the morning. 
You're a dreamer. The pursuit of something more has helped you arrive in this position to be reading this letter. Remembering that you'll die will help you become a doer. If consequence is what motivates you, remembering that you will die will help you prioritize doing today what you could always do tomorrow. For the better part of my years at Penn, I'd wake up each morning, splash some cold water on my face, and ask myself, if I die at 11.59 p.m. today, would I want to do exactly what I'm about to do today? If too many days in a row I told myself, no, I knew something needed to change. Remembering that you will die will help you remain undistracted by trivial matters and focus on achieving whatever it is you decide you are here to do. Remembering that you will die will keep you from fooling yourself into thinking that you have something to lose. There is absolutely no reason to not bet on yourself and take the leap for the things you love. You quite literally could be dead tomorrow. Three, say what you mean. I didn't realize how little I and the people around me did this until someone said this to me plainly. You, your friends, and everyone else around you are unique to no end, but you share at least one quality. You're all complicated. Don't let people reduce you to a one-liner because of an opinion you have or an experience you had. Ensure the same doesn't happen to others. One of the best ways I've learned to defend against that is by saying what I mean. Ask others to do the same. You'll find that your dreams are perhaps not so different, your fears perhaps not so isolating, and your principles perhaps not so polarizing. Saying what you mean will foster self-awareness in yourself and others and will deliver you a greater ability to assess why you are the way you are and why your friends are the way they are. Saying what you mean will help you develop the patience to remember that conversations are dialogues and not competitions. One thing that people almost universally fear is being misunderstood. You will understand others better and they will better understand you if you say what you mean. If you want to welcome depth in relationships, saying what you mean by way of allowing people to see how you're wired shows some of the vulnerability that is required to get there. Four, you are not your resume. When you were younger, dad used to say that high waters raise all boats. At the time, the platitude was annoying. Even if it still is, he was right. Pre-professionalism is excellent. Being around ambitious individuals can and should inspire you to be a better version of yourself every day. But that kind of culture should be a reminder, not a metric. I can confidently say that I've met some of the most inspiring individuals I've encountered in my time here. And ironically enough, the most successful ones were always the ones that I never felt were trying to beat me. They measured their worth against their own standards of success and personal improvement, not anyone else's. Decide on day one that you'll do the same. I'll tell you that when I started focusing on who I wanted to be instead of what, I found myself doing things a lot more sincerely. If you focus on the former, the latter will fall into place how it needs to. So, remember what you're about to do is rare. 
Find solace in this fact in moments of doubt, but above all, let that give you a sense of responsibility. Remember that you'll die. It will help you learn how to live. Remember to speak your intention. You'll become more sincere and your relationships will deepen as a result. And remember that you are not the sum of your professional accomplishments. Focusing on crafting the building blocks of the person you want to become will deliver those to you eventually. These four principles, in one way or another, come to occupy the front of my mind at some point throughout my journey through these formative years. I haven't always lived up to them. I need to be reminded of some more than others, and I need to identify more to cultivate as time goes on. What I've extracted from that realization is that I truly will never be able to stop learning, and neither will you. I'll leave you with a message that stuck with me over the years. One of my favorite professors left me with it once. So what have you learned? The world is a mess, you're going to be a powerful person someday, and you might want to do something about it. Yours, Ryan. If you could please rate and leave a comment on this podcast, that would be great. It would help us be more easily identifiable on iTunes and so on and grow our listenership and tell your friends. Thank you. For more chill content, visit the Trillis underscore podcast on Instagram, T-H-E-T-R-I-L-L-E-S-T underscore podcast. And also visit Sia's Instagram at L-I-N-D-A-L-E-B-B-I-E. Thank you.